but basically it was almost a way to give the woman a rest during that time of the month. And of course, this just shows God's love and compassion towards women, because even though they had to do this monthly, and it's kind of a cruddy thing that women have to go through. It was God being so compassionate towards that woman and showing her her value and not saying like, oh, you gross person that's going through something like this. Hey guys, this is the second part of Leviticus chapter 15, and we're going to be talking about the woman's role during all of this. So stay tuned, sit back and enjoy. Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Leviticus. Well, hello and good morning, friends and faithful listeners, and happy Monday. Thanks for tuning into the P40 Ministries podcast this morning. And I hope you guys had a fantastic weekend and that you were able to take part of the giveaway that I'm doing. I'm very excited about it. So I'm giving away to two people one of the best-selling t-shirts that I do. It was hand-drawn by myself. It is a beautiful lion with some bright blue eyes, and it's pretty cool. And it's one of my favorite t-shirts overall. And when I say that, I am not tooting my own horn. I really like this tea. It is made of cotton and it has held up for over a year with multiple, multiple washes because I often wear it to the gym. (laughs) And trust me, my clothes need washed after the gym. (laughs) So I'm giving away two of those to two people, but I'm also giving away two copies of my Out of the Mire devotional, which those are geared a little bit more towards women. But if a man wins one, it is okay for a man to do it. They just have to skip over a few um, words that are like, okay, ladies, this is what this is talking about. But otherwise, this is a pretty gender neutral giveaway that I'm doing. But I hope you guys uh, take part in it and continue to rate and review the podcast that is step one so rate and review the podcast on apple podcasts and then send me your rating and your review just screenshot it and send it to jen at p40ministries.com and immediately you're entered that's all you have to do and you can possibly win 55 dollars worth of stuff the out of the mire devotional and the lion of judah tea so take part in that but in the meantime let's go ahead and talk about leviticus chapter 15 verses 16 through the end of the chapter which is verse 33 as i always do i'll be reading out of web this morning but a disclaimer is this is not a child-friendly episode so if you have kids in the house that might be listening in we are going to be talking about some interesting things today here in leviticus so if you have kids with you might not be the best time to um Listen to this podcast episode, though that is at your discretion, of course. But okay, let's go ahead and talk about 
Once again, Leviticus chapter 15, verses 16 to 33. Grab your Bible, whatever version you prefer to read out of, and your cup of coffee or your cup of tea. And let's go ahead and read. If any man has an omission of semen, then he shall bathe all of his flesh in water and be unclean until the evening. Every garment and every skin which the semen is on shall be washed with water and be unclean until the evening. If a man lies with a woman and there is an omission of semen, they shall both bathe themselves in water and be unclean until the evening. If a woman has a discharge and her discharge in her flesh is blood, she shall be in her impurity for seven days. Whoever touches her shall be unclean until the evening. Everything that she lies on in her impurity shall be unclean. Everything also that she sits on shall be unclean. Whoever touches her bed shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. Whoever touches anything that she sits on shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. If it is on the bed or on anything she sits on, when he touches it, he shall be unclean until the evening. If any man lies with her and her monthly flow is on him, he shall be unclean for seven days and every bed he lies on shall be unclean. If a woman has a discharge of her blood many days, not in the time of her period, or if she has a discharge beyond the time of her period, all the days of the discharge of her uncleanness shall be as in the days of her period. She is unclean, and every bed she lies on, all the days of her discharge shall be to her as the bed of her period. Everything she sits on shall be unclean as the uncleanness of her period. Whoever touches these things shall be unclean, and shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until the evening. But if she is cleansed of her discharge, then she shall count to herself seven days, and after that she shall be clean. On the eighth day she shall take two turtle doves or two young pigeons and bring them to the priest to the door of the tent of the meeting. The priest shall offer the one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering, and the priest shall make atonement for her before Yahweh for the uncleanness of her discharge. Thus you shall separate the children of Israel from their uncleanness so that they will not die in their uncleanness when they defile my tabernacle that is among them. This is the law of him who has a discharge and of him who has an omission of semen so that he is unclean by it and of her who has her period and of a man or a woman who has a discharge and of him who lies with her who is unclean. So this is a part two series. We were talking about the man that has a, a discharge the other day on Friday. And that was anything that could have been something he was born with. That could have been some sort of illness he contracted. It could have been an STD. It could have been anything. But basically, the law was exactly the same for a man that had a problem like that. It would be the same thing for a woman on her period, basically. So every single thing here in Leviticus chapter 15 is talking about the nether regions or the genitalia of both a man and a woman. But starting out here in verse 16, it says that if any man has an omission of semen, I think you guys all know what that means. I don't think I need to explain that. But basically, God says that anything that the sperm gets on is un clean and it will be unclean until the evening and this includes the man himself if the man has an omission of semen he's got to go bathe his entire body in water is what it says <laughs> and same for the woman so if two people are having sex then both the man and the woman would be unclean during this time period now this is not saying 
that sex was evil. This is not saying that sex is terrible and that God does not like sex between a husband and a wife. I was actually uh, reading something a long time ago, and I'm, I'm not even joking, though I don't know how real it really was. Okay, so <laughs> there was this guy that uh, took an oath of not having sex with... Um, with anybody and he ended up marrying a woman who decided to take the same oath with him so together they were not having sex with each other saying that they are even more holy than the average person the average married couple because they took this oath of not having any sex ever and i read that and this was before i was married and i'm just like what like why <laughs> Why is that a thing? Like at, at that point, like, I don't even understand. Like that that's a kind of a part of the whole marriage is having sex. And even God makes that pretty clear at the beginning of time when he's just like, be fruitful and multiply. Like when Adam and Eve, like were first around, that was one of, I think that was God's first thing he said to them was basically have sex, have kids, be fruitful and multiply. So this is not God saying that, Sex between a husband and wife is evil by any stretch of the imagination. But I do believe that the reason this was put in place was because when a man had an omission of semen, he was considered to be unclean. And same with the woman if she was touched by the semen, I suppose. They were both together considered, quote unquote, unclean. And when a person was unclean, one of the rules was that they could not go into the temple. So this was kind of a respect for God. God was putting respect in place that sex was not tied to religious worship. One thing that was actually common back in these days in pagan nations was actually temple prostitutes. Men would go into these temple prostitutes and have sex with them. And this was almost a weird act of worship, I guess. I don't exactly know the reasoning behind that. But that was common in these days. God is differentiating his people from the pagans in almost everything that I've seen so far in the Levitical law, especially when he's saying over and over again, you should not be like the other nations. You are set apart. You are different. And one of the ways to be set apart was God was saying that semen is unclean. So sexual acts, even though they are not wrong per se between a husband and a wife and God even um, promotes sex between a husband and a wife that becomes wrong when that person decides to integrate it into the th I, I don't want to say exactly the things of God but almost like their own form of worship because we often see paganism and different religions kind of all throughout humanity a lot of very deviant sexual acts were included in that. And this was God saying, yeah, no, not cool. You're not going to do that stuff. You're going to be holy. It's not supposed to be done in the temple. It's not supposed to be done with a temple prostitute. It's not supposed to be done with any, anything like that. It's supposed to be a special act between husband and wife. Now, the next part deals primarily with women and their monthly period. Now, if you're a woman, <laughs> when you're listening to this podcast episode, you know how annoying and pretty much awful a monthly period really is. And so not only is this showing that this woman has been 
in a way, cursed. We talked about that briefly in Leviticus, I think, chapter 12, when we talked about how the woman, when she's going through her period, it's actually a sign of the curse from way back in the Garden of Eden when Eve ate of that fruit and was tempted in that way. God cursed her and the period was probably part of that curse. So the reason I believe that this is considered unclean is because not only is blood in general not at all healthy for people, but also this is showing signs of the curse on the woman, especially since typically the woman goes through a lot of pain during her monthly cycle. So to me, that also shows that the period is part of the curse because of the amount of discomfort and pain that goes alongside it. So I think one of the reasons why God says that the period makes the woman unclean is because it is showing the curse. It is showing how she was cursed. It is showing how she was fallen. So because she is cursed in that way, obviously she is unclean. And when I say unclean, I mean unclean spiritually. This is part of the curse. So this was a way of God just showing the fallen nature of the woman in a way. And how, yes, the period does make the woman fallen. That is part of the curse. But secondly, I kind of like <laughs> this part of the Bible because it almost gives women a break during that time of the month. And what woman does not want a break during that time of the month? And I know that even nowadays, there's many women that are actually pushing for jobs to give them time off during that time of the month. Now, I don't know how much I agree with that because <laughs> if you look at it, this woman didn't have to do nothing during her period. She could do uh, most things actually, but it looks to me like God was almost giving her a rest. Even though she could go on with her daily life, she was supposed to take it easy. She was supposed to almost do less stuff, but she could still provide for her family. She could still continue to take care of her kids and her husband and whatever else she needed to do back in those days. But basically, it was almost a way to give the woman a rest during that time of the month, which I kind of like. I think that's uh, sort of cool. And of course, this just shows God's love and compassion towards women, because even though they had to do this monthly, and it's kind of a cruddy thing that women have to go through. It was God being so compassionate towards that woman and showing her her value and not saying like, oh, you gross person that's going through something like this. No, it was just, it was the same as anything else. It was the same as if when a man had an omission of semen, you know, but it would be a longer period of time. It'd be for seven days is what it says that she would be considered unclean. But then after that, she would, of course, she would take the two pigeons to the priest and the priest would sacrifice those pigeons for her. Uh, the woman bringing the priest, those two pigeons to recognize her own fallenness. Not necessarily that having a period was a sin, because I don't believe it is. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you're sinning if you go through your monthly cycle. I mean, that's a normal part of our functioning now. But it's the woman's own admission of being fallen through that. Like recognizing that because of her sin, this has happened. Because of the sin of the woman in the Garden of Eden and for the sin that continued after Eve in the Garden of Eden. This has to happen, and this is part of the fall. 
And then it also says that the same thing for the uh, man. That was something I didn't mention on Friday was that when the man had the um, had the discharge, when we talked about that previously, he also had to take two pigeons to the priest after he was basically cleared of whatever was going on there. So this was pretty equal down the line between men and women, even though women would have to suffer through the monthly cycle on a monthly basis, it was still pretty equal down the line between men and women. So after this, in verse 31, it says that, thus you shall separate the children of Israel from their uncleanness so that they will not die in their uncleanness when they defile my tabernacle that is among them. I actually had to pause when I first read that because I think that's funny that God says, when they defile my tabernacle. (laughs) God's already saying like, look, they're going to do it. This is not an if, it's a when they defile my tabernacle. (laughs) But this was laws that were separating. In other words, making the children of Israel holy to God. This is a way to keep them safe from STDs, a way to keep women healthy. Because actually, there was a doctor's report of a bunch of women that they got together. I think this was in Australia that they did this study. And they found out that women who have sexual intercourse with somebody during their monthly cycle are actually five times more likely to develop endometriosis. And I'll talk more about that later. We're going to talk more about uh, the woman's period in the next upcoming chapters. But for now, this is kind of the basics of it. This is God just saying like, look, if a woman is going through her monthly cycle, she is unclean. And then she has to uh, bring the pigeons once she's all done with that to the priest. And that will be the end of all of that. And this was so that the people will not die in their uncleanness when they defile my tabernacle that is among them. This was God protecting his people, making sure they weren't going to get sick, making sure that they're not going to die in their uncleanness is what God says specifically. And then in verse 32 and 33 to conclude, it says that this is the law of him who has a discharge and of him who has an omission of semen so that he is unclean by it and of her who has her period and of a man or a woman who has a discharge and of him who lies with her who is unclean. And yeah, I mean, I could go more into this later on. And there is more stuff that we're going to talk about regarding this also. But I am running out of time for today's episode. It's it's going rather long. So I'll end it here. But you know, friends and faithful listeners, I hope that you go and do that giveaway. Rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And then send me a screenshot of it at Jen, that's two N's, J-E-N-N, at p40ministries.com. And then you'll be entered in that giveaway to win some cool stuff and tell people about the giveaway too. let people know that it exists and let people know that P40 Ministries exists, which is part of what uh, rating and reviewing really is all about. When you rate and review a podcast, in other words, when you click the stars and you review it, I mean, you write a written review, other people can find it because that podcast platform will then begin to show it to more people. So that's an excellent way for you to evangelize is just rating and reviewing a podcast. Isn't that crazy that uh, that's something we can do nowadays to help evangelize? But friends and faithful listeners, thanks so much for tuning into this episode as always. And I really appreciate all of you. And I'm so thankful. I am so thankful for everybody that is tuning in. So thank you guys. And as always, 
God bless and happy listening.